and thank you for tuning in to Bible study. I hope you're having a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico. Another beautiful winter warm day we're having here, and I'm thankful for the sunshine. I'm thankful for the beautiful blue skies. Not a cloud in the sky today, and what a blessing it's been. And today we're talking about the joy of salvation and what a joy we have in Yeshua. Yeshua is the Hebrew word for salvation and it's all in his name, healing, deliverance, salvation. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Yahweh, we just come before you and we thank you for the awesome privilege it is to come before your throne room of grace today. Thank you for this awesome privilege it is to hear your word and to hear what you would speak to us today. We bind every foul spirit of deception and lies of the enemy that would try to thwart your word from going forward. We pray that our hearts would be fertile to receive what it is that you're speaking to us, and we invite your Holy Spirit into this session that your spirit would speak and declare and teach and convict and touch our lives and hearts. And all those who will hear this study, we give you glory and honor and praise in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in. This one is titled Joy of Salvation, and we're just talking about that joy today that we have in the salvation of our God, that no one can save, heal, and deliver us like him. And he is establishing his kingdom as we spoke about last week. His kingdom come upon this earth and in our hearts and in our lives, and we just give him glory. We're going to start off today by talking about Yeshua when he was healing the man at the pool of Bethesda. And this man had been lame for 38 years. He was lame. He could not walk, and he'd sit there because an angel would come down from heaven and stir that pool once a day. And whoever jumped in that water first is the one that got healed. And he would sit there day by day. And every day he would try to crawl over to that pool, but someone would always get in before him. And I just hear the Spirit of God telling us there is a mighty pool that is stirring of living waters to jump in that pool. There's living waters that are flowing for us day and night, night and day. But this guy, he couldn't make it to the pool in time. And it was only for one. But I just hear the Holy Spirit speaking. It's not just for one, it's for all of us. Because of what Yeshua has done, we can jump into his mighty pool of salvation. We can jump in and be healed. He beckons us. Just like he did this man, he told this man, rise up, get your mat, rise up. Salvation is standing in front of us and that is our Yeshua. And he's saying and speaking to us, rise up, take your mat, jump in my living waters, jump in my mercy, jump in my salvation. That is our Yeshua. He stands and he says, pick up your mat and rise up and walk. You don't have to do it this other way. You don't have to jump in a pool when Yeshua is standing right in front of us. He is the one that saves. He is the living waters. He is the merciful, compassionate salvation of our souls. And he tells us, rise up rise up, pick up that mat. When we look at the word Bethesda in Hebrew, it means house of mercy. It means living waters. The house of mercy, the house of living water was that pool. That's what it's named after. And yet Yeshua was the temple. He is the house. He is the living God. He is the incarnate of the word made flesh. He is mercy. He is living waters. He said those who believe in him that out of their belly will flow living waters. I don't know about you, but my belly is flowing with living waters on a consistent basis, and I feel the Spirit of God bubbling out of me. Why? Because He dwells in us. His Holy Spirit dwells within us. He has made a habitation in our 
temples and he is bubbling out. He is living waters. Do we want to get well? Do we want to be healed? Do we want to be set free? That's what he told the man. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And I hear the Spirit of God saying, do you want to get well today? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be set free? Pick up that mat. Rise up and walk. And the minute that the man stood up, he got his mat. He was healed. But that was really upsetting for the religious people of his day. That was really upsetting for those because he was doing this on a Sabbath. He was doing this on Shabbat. Man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is made for man. And that means that it's a time for us to rest in the presence of our God. It's a time for us to connect to him. That's what this man was doing. He was linking to Yeshua, his salvation, and he was picking up his mat. He was walking. That's what he was told to do. He was obeying God and doing what he did. And a lot of times that religious spirit comes to snuff out the miracle, snuff out the healing, snuff out what Yahweh is doing in that moment because it's a spirit that comes to hinder It's a spirit that says, it's not done that way. You can't do it like that. It's Sabbath. You can't do it like this. You can't do it like that. It's a religious spirit that says, this is the only way that God's going to work. This is the only way that he's going to move. You got to put him in a box. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because our God cannot be put in a box made out of man's ideas and man's traditions. Our God is an awesome God. And if he says, pick up your mat, rise up and walk, you don't have to jump in this pool. I'm standing in front of you. Living waters are flowing from his throne room of grace, pouring out mercy right now. Pick up your mat, rise up and walk. John 5, 10, 21 says, the Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. And then they asked him, who is this man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was for Yeshua had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Yeshua found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And the man departed and told the Jews that it was Yeshua who made him well. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Yeshua and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Yeshua answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. So this religious spirit was upset because he was healing on this Sabbath. And now he's also saying that him and his father have been working until now. He's saying, we're working all the time. You think that Yahweh is going on vacation? He's always working. He's moving. And Yeshua, he was moving and working and doing his father's business. Even on the Sabbath, healing the sick, healing the lame. He was ministering always. He wasn't on vacation in the kingdom. That doesn't mean he didn't rest. He rested in his father. He went up to those mountains to be alone with his father, to hear from his father. He went alone to pray on a regular basis. It just didn't look the way the religious expected it to. It just didn't look like they wanted it to the way that they had planted in their own minds and he didn't fit their box so they could not see that salvation was standing right in front of them. They could not see that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. They could not see that he is our Sabbath rest. He is our healing, our deliverance. 
means our salvation. They couldn't see him. They didn't know him. Even like this man, he didn't know him until he could really see him. He didn't know who even healed him. And then he encountered him. And when he encountered him, Yeshua told him, don't go and sin anymore. I've healed you now. Go out. Live for my kingdom. And that's what happens when he saves us from the pit. That's what happens when he raises us up. And he tells us to rise up and take our mat to rise up. He tells us also, don't go on in this lifestyle that got you in the mess to begin with. He calls us to clean up. He calls us by his spirit and empowers us to do it. And it's not of ourselves. We become to know him. We start to know him and obey him because there's a relationship that begins when he saves us. There's a relationship that begins when he heals us, when he delivers us. There's a relationship that causes us to desire to do what he says, to follow him. His sheep know his voice. He's the good shepherd that calls us, that beckons us into communion, into his living waters. And then he begins to do a work in our lives, a transformation, a cleansing of the sin and the things that entangle us, that get us into these messes, and he does it. It's not out of religious duty. It's not out of religious piety. It's not for man to see. It's his work. It's encountering Yeshua firsthand, face to face, and he does the work. It says, therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. They couldn't perceive that. God is his father. Who does this guy think he is? Who does he think he is that he is of God? He's not schooled. He's not positioned. He doesn't have this title or that title. We've been schooled. We've had our titles for generations. And here's this guy showing up on the scene filled with the Holy Spirit of God and healing. Who does he think he is? Yeshua upset that religious spirit on a regular basis because that is who he is. He was the living God, the word made flesh that dwelt among us, and he could not be contained in a box. He could not be contained by man's tradition, by man's ways by man's perception. And Yeshua answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in a like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. He saves us, hallelujah. He heals us, he delivers us, he gives us life. When we are down in a pit, I almost died in October and he saved my life and I came face to face with my salvation who saved and delivered me and only he can do it, only one. And when you have seen him face to face, when you have encountered that kind of love, it changes you forever. And you will declare of the goodness of God. You will declare of his healing mercy. And it doesn't matter what the religious say. And if they say you're not qualified, it doesn't matter because you have come to know him. And he is your everything. And he is your salvation. And he is God. And he gives life to those that he wills. And he said to us that even great works we would do. He told that to his disciples. When we are sons of the living God and he has called us his sons, he has called us his daughters, priests and kings of his kingdom, even greater
greater works will happen in our lives that he raises the dead and I believe that we will see it. We're seeing it now as he raises us in our flesh. He can heal your body. He can raise you from a grave. He can raise you from any pit that you've been in. He can lift you up because that is who he is. And the same spirit that dwells within him dwells within our mortal bodies and will quicken our mortal bodies. And we don't have to have a title and we don't have to have man's approval. We have the stamp and the seal of the Holy Spirit of God. He has written his name upon those who believe. He has sealed us with his salvation. He saves. He heals. He delivers. He is merciful and mighty. And he knows those who cry out to him. You come poor. You come needy. He had compassion on that man who sat there for 38 years. Can you imagine that religious spirit that says, go ahead and just sit there. They didn't do anything about it. That man had to crawl over by himself. He didn't have anyone to help him. And yet there he was by all these religious people and no one's even helping him get in that pool. He had no help. And he finally encountered Yeshua who saved him and healed him and delivered him and let him walk. Can you imagine that he sat there day and night, night and day, waiting for that pool to be stirred, waiting for that moment to be healed. Someone's been waiting for a healing. Someone's been waiting for something. Someone's been waiting and your salvation is standing there and Yeshua is standing there saying, rise up rise up and take your mat and don't believe in these religious traditions that tell you you can't and tell you that it's for somebody else. No, it's for you because the Spirit of God is alive and He is in you and He will heal you and He will deliver you and He will set you free. This is not for someone else. This is for you right now. He's merciful. That man was a sinner. Yeshua knew everything he ever did. And he told him, go and sin no more. I don't know about you, but I know that I'm a sinner that is in need of the salvation of my God every single day. A washing and a renewal of his living waters every single day. Because we all fall short of the glory. And yet he's merciful. And he knows those who need him and they cry out and he cleanses us. And he calls us to rise up. To rise up and take our mat. And to come into to the joy of his salvation. Psalms 103, 11 through 22 says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust as for man. His days are like grass as a flower of the field. So he flourishes, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembered no more. But the mercy of Yahweh is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness, to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, you who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless Yahweh, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless Yahweh, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless Yahweh, O my soul. We just praise you, Yahweh. We know that we are dust. You are everlasting. You are everything. 
He blesses those who fear him, who revere him. And that's what it means to fear him is Yahweh, to fear, to revere. He is awesome. He is Yahweh. He is everything. To know that he is your God and that you want to please him, that you love him. We're dust and we need him. He is from everlasting to everlasting. And he sees us and he sees our transgressions and he heals us and he sets us free. Just like he did with this man who was a sinner. We're going to close out with this final passage in Isaiah chapter 24. And you can read the whole chapter. It talks about the stripping bare of the people being cleansed and transformed and purified in their lives and man's strength, man's ability, all these things that were of man. The spirit of religion that tries to keep us from jumping into those living waters and all that is necessary to strip us bare. There's this stripping that takes place in our lives and that's what I Isaiah is talking about. But in verse 23 of Isaiah, we see this shift of this judgment that's come, this stripping, this place of humbling that comes. But then we see in verse 23, this messianic promise, and it says, then the moon will be disgraced and the sun ashamed for Yahweh of hosts. Yahweh Sabaoth will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his elders gloriously. And it's just talking about when all is laid bare, when all a man's structures and all a man's strengths and abilities and those things come down, we see who really is our salvation. We see and know him when he has encountered us face to face. He is the light of our salvation. We find joy in his salvation when we have exhausted ourselves and he is everything. And that's what this passage is speaking about. Just like in Revelation, there's prophecy that in the coming kingdom, there is no sun, there's no moon. Stars don't have to give light because Yeshua is the light. The King most holy illuminates our lives. He is the light of everything. He is Yahweh Sabaoth, and he will reign on Mount Zion when every knee bows and every tongue confesses that he is God, and he is everything, and nothing else is going to save you. Your works aren't going to save you. Your perfect diet's not not going to save you. Your adherence to your perfect goodness is not going to save you. There is one who saves, and when he saves us, he compels us through his love to follow him and to sin no more. That's his Holy Spirit at work in us, but it's not us first. It's not us accomplishing it and doing it in our own ways, and all the schooling isn't going to save you, and all the education can't save you, and all your mighty deeds can't save you. It's our God. God. He is everything. He rules and reigns on Mount Zion. He is the light, and it is his light that is shining and doing anything good in us. That is our God. To him be the glory, and that is the joy of our salvation. We're not our salvation. Thank Yahweh. We don't have to try to save ourselves and save the world when Yahweh is the salvation, and he saves us, and then we can share of the good news of his salvation to others. It's a free gift. We didn't earn it. Father, we just come before you and thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your spirit that compels anything good in us. And thank you for your mighty hand in our lives. We just give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you that you heal the sinners and the lepers and that you raise us from the grave. That you call us to take up our mat and rise up and to walk. We thank you that your mercy is so big and your forgiveness is there for you blot out our transgressions and you 
heal our iniquities, that you are the one that sets us free. We thank you for it, that you are the light of our salvation. You are the joy of our salvation. You are Yahweh, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, Yahweh Sabayoh. We just give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray these things in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Um, and I hope this study has blessed you. I pray that you go forward in this week encouraged in the joy of your salvation in Yahweh, the healer, deliverer, the one who provides, who sets us free, who calls us, who beckons us, our light, our salvation, the one who lights us up. We just give him praise. And if you would like a copy of my book, King of Glory, A Journey Out of Egypt and Into the Promised Land, I have a few more copies on hand. So if you would like one, email me, Taushope at gmail.com taushope at gmail.com Yahweh bless you and you have a beautiful and blessed week Amen